Welcome to the Pretty and Purpose Podcast, where we remind you that your pretty is beyond what the eyes can see, and your purpose is your ultimate destiny. We must fix each other's crowns because sometimes, girl, they be raggedy. This is Celeste, Maya, and this is Jess. Hey, Posse. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It has been a long, long week. Yes, Lord Jesus. I don't know yeah. what we talked about last week. <laughs> uh, anybody? Oh, yeah. We were talking generational about, curses. Yeah, generational habits and things like oh, that. Oh, I was going to talk about, oh, yes. And it's funny because I was in my kitchen and I realized that I also have another generational habit um, of recycling. And I am an obsessive recycler. So like yogurt containers, I rinse them out and I recycle. Anytime my husband puts a recyclable item in the trash, I get very upset and I pull it out of the trash and I place it in the recycle. That comes from my family. Well, That's a good habit. It is, <laughs> but I do have a question. They Are they still picking up recycling at your house? Because I've had Ma'am. to so I'm such an avid recycler <laughs> that even during this the recycling pickup suspension period, which actually was also suspend um extended, and I'm 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 paying very close attention to this because this is very important to me. <laughs> um, it was actually extended again. And so on a probably like th- three times a week basis, I pack up the back of my car and I drive my recycle to the station recycle bin around the city because it is very important to me that That is is extra (laughs) (laughs) that is called dedication to our work our earth jess okay you got it you got it celeste there's been a generation to drive over here and pick up our recycling because we got like oh it it really pains me to watch the trash men pick up the recycle and put in the trash it literally is like a knife to oh my, my heart goodness. it's so devastating to me so <laughs> i blame my 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 parents and actually some of my aunts and uncles are like super super duper recyclers so i blame my my um previous generations so i do have a request because i feel like every tuesday my neighborhood puts their recycling bin out as if they're collecting recyclables um so can you just drive by the alley and pick up everybody's (laughs) i ain't got that much space no but the workers should be over covid now right isn't that why they stopped it because the workers had covid allegedly it, it was because oh. of COVID, not because they had COVID. Oh, no. I thought that some workers had contracted it, so they, like, chilled on it. Yeah. <laughs> everybody got COVID right now, so. <laughs> I have other theories um, as to why, um, but I don't know. That yeah, Yes, Maya, that is what they That's alleged. what they said. Okay. Okay. Got it. So, anyway. <laughs> I did see um, the group um, for CORE. Uh, the 300 men march that they do in Baltimore. Um, shout out to my cousin, that's his group. But um, they, it was a group of kids, um, maybe a couple of days ago, they were walking around like the Park Heights area, or it was like Park Heights Cold Spring, and they were picking up trash. So that was cool. Yeah. Now question. So they're picking up the trash and they're throwing it in a trash bag? Yeah. 
are they putting that trash bag out on Thursdays to be picked up? Because <laughs> they probably took it to the dump because the dump wasn't too far from where they were. So there we go. good answer. <laughs> All right, y'all. So let's get into it. We are going to start off the podcast as we always start off with our royal moment. And our royal moment is a time where we salute some queens doing some amazing things. So Jess has our royal moment for today. This week's royal moment goes out to everybody that is surviving 2020 because we have been through a lot this past week with the election season has been draining. I know me personally, I had anxiety. I stayed up all night on election night. I went to bed at like two o'clock, slept for like an hour and woke up again just so that I can see who won. And I still didn't know because of the climate that we're in. Yeah, I think um, I had seen a post just talking about patience. And I think that's the that's like the the word for the year, just patience, you know, patience with COVID, patience with our election, patience with our economy patience with just everything like that's my new that's my word for the rest of the year because I you know things can be so frustrating when we're going through a pandemic on top of all of this stuff and then in our personal lives you know I'm a new mom I'm trying to pack up a house and move like I'm trying to find a vehicle that works for my family like you know we all have these personal things going on in our lives at the same time so patience is a virtue Yes, patience and um, flexibility, because I feel like, um, especially working in the school system, it's so interesting hearing how kids aren't logging on because I can't do this online. Online school isn't for me, but you didn't come to school when we had school and now like everything is an excuse or now online isn't working for you right you can't do this online so I just think that we're just in a time now where it's like listen our hands are tied things are different like we don't know but you got to be flexible and able to adapt to what's going on because that's all we can do we can't change what's going on but we can you know do our best while we're in it yeah and change how we react and respond to things because you know like even restaurants like they are doing majority takeout orders. Like, you know, just, just adjusting to our new climate and our, our, the times that we're living in and just being patient and flexible. I mean, as much as it sucks just having to be in the house, I will say there are some positives from COVID. Like it's, it has forced us to adjust and to do new things. Like even with like people just being at home with their families. Now they're spending more time with their families, getting to know one another, loving on each other. People are saving money because we're not spending money out. Um, I mean, kids are logging on. It's teaching us to think outside of the box. Instead of having kids show up to school, they can now do everything virtually. Whereas even down to like maternity leave and stuff like that, we're proving that we can still conduct business virtually, even when we're not in the office. Yeah. So I do think there are some positives that come with it. And I think, you know, even though times get a little tough and it's a little difficult sometimes, I think that we are as a whole doing a good job adjusting and just, you know, remaining steadfast and getting through. 
Yes. So sh- shout out to everybody. All, all, right, <laughs> <laughs> all right. And so now we're going to flip it and do our sis second. And our sis second is a time where we fix those raggedy. 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 Uh-huh. Crowns <laughs> that we see around the town. So Celeste has our sis second for the day. Yes, so today's the second goes out to a very, very sweet woman um, <laughs> who, who, well, myself, um, Maya, um, and a couple of other people, as well as my one-year-old, we went to the pumpkin patch, um, and we actually dressed, I put a costume on my son, and he was a little giraffe. And we were walking and this lady was like, oh my goodness, he's so cute. Can I, I'm going to take, I don't even know if she asked really, Maya. No, or, I don't think she did. I okay. Think yeah. just she was just like, I want to take a picture of him because he's just so cute. And no, I was just y'all, like, cause she, oh, I felt oh, like she took a picture of us first as we were walking. Oh, that's so. right. You're right. She saw my giraffe ears and, and your I little ears and other ears. And she wanted to take a picture of us. And then she said, oh my goodness, he, look, he has a guy someone too. Like, he's so cute. But she wants to take a picture. Like, Listen. let me take a picture of him. She took a picture of my mother. She yeah. literally was just stopping to take it, not asking. No. And then in my mind, I was like, hold up, sis. Because I don't even post my son on social media. Right. For fear of, I don't know, maybe I think I'm Beyonce. I fear that they're going to do something <laughs> with my son's pictures because I'm Beyonce. But I just, it's just my... I just have a a thing with posting my son on social media. And so I'm like, hold up. Well, what's she going to do with them pictures? So I think I I asked her. I was like, oh, wait a minute. So what you going to do with the pictures? She was like, oh, nothing. I'm going to just keep them in my phone and look at them. And I'm just like, we That's creepy. Right, right. <laughs> we were like, what? It just caught us so off guard. Like, yeah. I'm, I was on getting some uh, apple cider. Yeah. And here she come taking pictures. Oh, y'all look so nice. Like, what? And it was cool. Like, it's cool to compliment people. Like, sure, no problem. Say my son is cute. Whatever. Okay, cool. No problem. You know, appreciate that. But you took pictures in your personal phone. Like, it was just strange. I personally would never do that. Especially of a child. Right. (laughs) And it probably wasn't any malicious intent. But some people just don't know their boundaries. Boundaries. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. And I think especially when you become a parent or you, you know, take care of like a, a, a sibling or a nephew or niece or something like that, when you have a younger generation around you, you realize how, okay, maybe I shouldn't do these things or ask these questions to other people. You re- you learn, you learn yeah. how to mm-hmm. deal with people with kids. So yeah, I definitely, sis, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, don't don't be posting my son, my little giraffe, nowhere. Right, right. <laughs> and I think that that kind of leads us into our topic for today. Some of the things people do, some of the subtle offenses. And, you know, sometimes you don't even know, right? Sometimes people cross boundaries and what they say and what they do. And they don't have malicious intent, but it affects the other party. Like, did you really say that? Like... Some people just don't think before they say certain things. And that has become a problem. That really is a problem. (laughs) All right, so let's get right into it. So Jess, take us on a journey of when people, you know, don't be minding their business and they be subtly offending us. (laughs) (laughs) So on today's segment of Where is Jess P? 
you know, as a single woman, I always get the question of, oh, so when are you going to get married? And when I tell people I'm not, (laughs) 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 because I just don't have, I don't have time for you to be in my business. So if I say I'm not, (laughs) this one lady was like, oh, are you a lesbian? And I'm like, oh, didn't. really? <laughs> because I said, I don't want to get married. But anyway, so I get asked that question all the time. Like, oh, so when are you going to get married? Like my grandmother asked me and she was like, I really want to go to a wedding. So when are you going to get married? It's, it's the, the guilt going. for me. It's the guilt for me. The because, guilt? <laughs> yes, because, it, you know, our older generations tend to say, well, I really want to do this before I die. And it's like, dang, I'm pressured. Right, the pressure, right? The pressure. And I've known some people who got married just to appease their family because they felt like, oh, well, I want my grandmother to be at my wedding. Well, I'm not that person because I'm not about to get married just because grandma want to go to a wedding. Listen, grandma, I mean, you can be there in the flesh or in the spirit. Jack. <laughs> no, but I mean, I do agree. Though. Like, yeah, it's, it's true. true. You shouldn't force yourself. Yeah, you shouldn't force yourself or feel pressure or be guilted into something. And then what if, God forbid, what if you guilted into a horrible situation? Exactly. Like, that's not cool. And then what, what is grandma going to be there with, at your divorce settlement? Like, no, like, come on. Listen, it's to the point that grandma is like, so I seen this nice young man that you might be interested in. So now people are trying to play matchmaker. And that that right there is the worst part for me because the minute that you try to play matchmaker, I'm like, okay, because I've seen my grandfather and I don't want anybody like him. So now we're here. Right. <laughs> now she's mad because I'm talking about my grandfather. And I say, well, grandma, I don't think you have good taste. I seen this post that said um, it was similar, like someone asked, well, when are you getting married or why aren't you married or something like that? Because, you know, there's a criteria, right, Jess? Like by 30, this, you're supposed to get married. And by this age, you're supposed to have your kids and you're supposed to buy your house and all of this stuff that society decides for everyone. But mm-hmm. the post was basically like, it said, like, why aren't you married yet? And the, the woman's response was, because I don't know what to say out my mouth. Um, this, that, that, like all of these things. And I was cracking up like- Exactly. Be honest with yourself. When I get that question and they're like, why aren't you married yet? Because I've seen your husband and I don't want that type of relationship. Oh, right, because I've seen a lot of you. I see your drama. Yeah. I'm not interested. Exactly. As a matter of fact, that's part of the generational curses that's been handed down because you got into this terrible marriage. Listen. And some people, like you you mentioned generational curses. That's interesting because one of my um, relatives has a, a boyfriend and they actually are not married. They've been together forever, like forever. And the reason why he doesn't want to get married is because everyone in his family has gotten a divorce. And he, he, he loves my relative so much that he fears that if he gets married, he is going to end in divorce, divorce because of the generational curse in his family. Mm-hmm. So it's actually interesting because he's doing, I guess that's his way of breaking the curse is by not I'm getting like married. So it won't end but he's calling law married now. <laughs> exactly. That's just like Oprah and Stedman. They have been together for years. It's like common law for them. But I feel Oprah, she's trying to protect her assets. She's like, if, if I don't get married, I don't have to give them half. 
That's <laughs> <laughs> <I was> wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think that we are living in a society now where like, you know, we got to break some of those norms and expectations because things are just different nowadays. Like there is no law that says everyone must get married. Everyone must have a child. Everyone must like, it's just not the norm anymore. Like, and we got to get out of that. And being able to, um, you know, reproduce at an older age, you know, back in the day, a lot of our previous generations, they had kids at like 14 and 16. And that was like the norm. They were like married by 14 babies by 16. Like that was the, the culture at that time. Obviously they also did not live till 100 either. So just things are just very different. And even, you know, nowadays you can have a baby at 38, 40, 42. I mean, Hey, especially if you got money, cause you know, the people with money, they can have babies forever. But, um, as regular folk, we can still have babies even into our forties and live a perfectly normal, regular life. So it's the stigmas for me. Y'all hear that? <laughs> People can have children at an older age. They can get married at an older age. So stop asking. I, I agree. And I think, I, I think you are right, Celeste, because my grandmother, she got married as a teenager, had a child as a teenager and here I am in my 30s and I'm like well I don't even feel like I'm ready for all of those responsibilities times are different as a matter of fact I want to enjoy my freedom I've seen you married lady this enjoy your freedom right and oh, I wasn't talking to you I was talking no about my- I'm just I know but I'm just saying take it from someone who knows enjoy your freedom and that's the other question oh when are you going to have kids when are you going to have a baby even people my age are like why aren't you having kids? When are you going to have a baby? And my my answer is always never. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just, well, I, I should probably stop saying that because if I decide to have kids and there might be some difficulties because I keep saying never, right. because, you know, the Lord always provides what you ask for. And so, um, yeah, so I'm going to stop saying that <laughs> as my <laughs> rebuttal. But I just wish people would just stop asking me. Like, this is my life. Let me live it. And Jazz, that question goes even deeper. But I don't know, Celeste, are you going to talk, talk about that? Okay, so that's in her CV secret. So we'll wait and discuss that once we get there. Are we ready to go into the CB secrets? Yes, we can go into CB secrets. My solution first is to mind your business. That's all <laughs> I got. Okay. <laughs> All right, so on today's segment of CB Secret, um, I want to kind of get into that a little bit. Um, the the question of when are you going to have a baby or when are you going to get pregnant, all this stuff. So it's interesting. Back when I worked in um, like my first job, I was a cashier and someone had, I think actually I had did it first. I had asked a woman like, oh, how far along are you? And she was not pregnant. And I, <laughs> I know. And so when I say karma, what happened was someone ended up asking, and I was like, what, 16, 17 at the time. Someone actually asked me, how, you know, how far along I was or something along that lines. And I, it was, it really hurt my feelings. Like it really like I was like dang I'm that overweight like I knew I was a little was this somebody that you knew or like a random stranger like oh how far are you 
it was a random customer. Like, that's the number one rule. Like, if you don't know, don't ask unless it's super obvious. Like, one lady um, asked me that, like, one time. And, you know, like, I'll never forget that. I'm looking down at my dress like, do I really look pregnant in this dress? And then other people were like, no. And I know she has no coof anyway. So sometimes it's like, all right, I can expect you to say something dumb like that out your mouth. Um, Because even after that, she's um, asked different questions. Oh, you always have your niece and nephew when you having your own. When You know, so people always, yeah. But and, so that, and so that gets into my CBC grit. You know, we when I was, like I said, I was, I was, really hurt when someone asked me at that age was I pregnant and I was like oh my gosh no I'm just a little thicky thick thick um and then you know here I am 15 years later and I'm I, you know try was trying to conceive and it took me a few months it did take me a few months to actually get pregnant and it's very it's so stressful it can be so overwhelming and then you know like you said people it's the pressures it's you know it's your parents like oh well you get you married when is the baby coming everybody asking it's like well we're trying but y'all stressing me out not to mention you know a lot of women either have dealt with miscarriages have infertility issues um for whatever medical reason you know obesity is a cause there's also genetic you know genetic um components to all of that so you know it's important to be mindful that, you know, just because someone gets married does not mean that they can just pop out a baby. Like there's a whole science behind reproduction. Yes. And, and even, oh, sorry, Maya. Come on. Even people who are married, who have one child, then there's always the, oh, when are you having another baby? Yeah. Cause I'm getting that now. I'm getting the, oh, you don't want to wait too long. And I'm like, why? what's what what what's the criteria like right what's the rush right what's the rush um but that you definitely bring up a good point um people don't know the different type of triggers they may cause when they make the assumption like oh y'all don't want kids oh because we've been married for x amount of years without children that automatically means that we don't want them right so then it's just like oh um you must not want them or something must be wrong or and, may, and maybe there is an infertility issue, but it doesn't ma- mean that it's always the woman. Sometimes it could be the man with the infertility issue. Sometimes it could be, you know, uh, miscarriages. Like you just never know. Maybe there's sure. something going on in the marriage and we don't even know if we want to be together. And you talking about, right. oh, we having kids. So right. it's like, mind your business. Yeah. You like- going to watch the kids <laughs> every day, every hour. Right, like maybe our lifestyle isn't like ready for kids yet. Maybe we want to buy a new house. Maybe we're saving up. Like don't like it's so many. It's so many factors. Like daycare, daycare alone, like $1,200 for daycare a month is not where it's at. Okay. And you know, considering having another kid, I'm like, hold up, let me run these numbers down real quick. Cause how do y'all even come up with the feasibility of having another child? And it's, um, you know, I actually, um, a friend of mine actually told me that she had recently had a miscarriage and I was just so, I mean, that really broke my heart. And it was crazy because our kids were together and I kept wanting to make a, it was just a joke, but making a joke saying, oh, she needs a playmate. And before it was like, came to my head and I was like, oh, thank God I didn't say that. And I'm so glad that she yeah. told me that she had just went through a miscarriage because 
could you imagine if I'm just just making a joke saying, oh, she needs a little playmate, girl. What y'all doing over there? What your, right. What's up? What's up? You know, just lightly joking. And whole time, she might have actually been trying and lost a child. Yeah. So I'm, 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 you know, that taught me another lesson, not to make them little jokes, because yeah. you never know when you could really be hurting someone. You that's never, true. ever know. That, that's a really good point. Um, Celeste. And so I know I haven't shared this on a podcast before, but I am looking into, um, well, doing the process of being like a foster parent, but that doesn't automatically mean that there's something wrong with me or there's something wrong or what's going on. Why would you do that? I don't, I've always one had an ha- a heart for children who needed people to love them, period. And, and there's so many children out here who need that and so even in the foster care class like you had so many different couples there for so many different reasons like some of them had kids on uh, on their own and they just wanted you know some playmates like they just instead of like making more kids it's like there's kids out here who need us who need our love why is that like my my husband actually his his mom had kids of her own and she has but she has always fostered other children while raising her own kids it was just something she enjoyed she loved the kids she always loved having everyone at her house and etc so it was just something she loved to do it didn't mean like or she didn't right just something she was like you said Maya there's people there's kids out here that need and she that was something that she loved to do when you hear those stories on the news of parents killing their children or things like that it's like that is heartbreaking so if you know that you could be a person to get a child out of that situation and show them some type of normalcy show them some type of love like that's a big deal so I just met this lady on Halloween I'm currently in Florida on kind of vacation, but I'm still working. But anyway, so um, one of my sorority sister's neighbors, we were um, walking up and down the street on Halloween and they had like this big petting zoo, all these decorations and all this stuff. So we wanted to see what was going on and why these people went all out for Halloween. So we went over, we walked up their driveway and we were like, we heard you have a petting zoo. Like, what's going on over here? And she was telling us that she's a foster mom. Um, she had kids of her own, but she was fostering a bunch of kids um, because she just felt like there were kids in this world who just needed someone to love them. And so she was saying that she goes all out because nobody ever did that for them. So every holiday, she makes sure to put up every decoration and really give them like something to look forward to. I just seen a, a a guy and he he's a single man who adopted all five siblings because he wanted to keep the kids together. I saw I saw that story Celeste. Yes. I that was that. so just so touching and so heartwarming. But yeah. and and it's just like yo just to just to give children that opportunity is absolutely amazing. And then one interesting thing about the application is like the race of the child. Do you only want a black child, white child, Hispanic child, right? And so I think about that and and I was thinking about my answer to that. And the only reason that I can think of for the most part that people wouldn't want a child outside of their race is because they don't want other people asking questions. 
right? It would appear as though that's your biological child, no, no concern. Exactly. But the thing is, if we didn't have to worry about other people and their opinions, like there's so much more that we would be able to do, right? Because say, okay, I'm black, but say this white baby or this Hispanic baby like needs the most love. It could be the most loving child ever, but I'm like, oh no, they're not black. And I don't want people to wonder or ask questions. So I don't like that's, that's. Meanwhile, 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 you can be biologically the parent and still get asked if that child is an adopted because that's what happened to me. That is true, but it could also be on the flip side. They could do it for the child's sake. Like, for instance, you a black person adopting a white or a white person adopting a black baby. So the black child is going to school. They have this white parent who comes to pick them up. And all the other kids are like, who's that person? People's mouths, people's opinions, right? Like it is, it is people's opinions, but, but it does the child them. would have to deal with that. Yeah. Not yeah, necessarily. I definitely get it. I, because you know, I thought about and I weighed the options, and you do have to think about that, right? Like those are legit things that you have to think about, but it's all it all stems from because of what other people say, whether it's That's children, true. whether it's adults, it's making decisions based on what are other people gonna say. And I hate it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm living, I'm, I'm living testimony that even biologically, you can still get people's opinions cast upon you, you know, as if you're, is that your mother? Is that your child? Is she adopted? And I'm like, what? You know, and as a kid, you're like, uh, that's my mom. So. That's like the worst thing for kids though. Like nobody ever wanted to be adopted. Like my brother used to say that to me and that would make me cry. No, I'm not adopted. Yeah. Like, but for kids. Yeah. Because you just don't understand. Right. But anyway, to wrap up my little secrets here, <laughs> um, you know, I guess like Jess said, mind your business because you don't even know what someone is going through physically, mentally, emotionally, all of that. So, you know, you could really be tapping you like like my like you said, you could actually be triggering something in someone and really hurting them and actually setting them back. Um, by, you know, asking certain questions or making assumptions. Ooh, girl, you put us right into our motivational moment. (laughs) So now it is time for Maya's motivational moment. People may not always remember what you say, but they remember how you made them feel. Like that is so true because sometimes when we are recalling a story or uh, we're telling someone like what happened we're filled with so much emotion we may not remember verbatim like what the person said but we know that whatever they said then made me feel some type of way and um I just think that because people aren't always mindful of what they say sometimes you don't know what the triggers may be you don't always have to say what you think Sometimes you just don't have to say anything at all because like you said, Celeste, you could be triggering someone um, and then don't don't pry too much, right? So if you have a question and someone just gives you, you know, an answer, really depending on your relationship with that person, just leave it as it is, right? Because you don't want to then do something and hurt someone not even knowing because you didn't make them feel some type of way. Listen, my I, I just had this conversation yesterday with my therapist because my intention was good when I was 
inserting myself into someone's life. Yes. Um, <laughs> my therapist said, uh, while your intentions are good, it ain't your business, okay? <laughs> Go ahead and do not pry. You have to ask permission to be all up in people's business. And if they don't ask you the question for your opinion, just mind your business. Yeah, mind your business. That's interesting, Jess, because at first I was thinking to myself, like we like we've so- talked about on previous episode, you have to know someone's intentions. But just because you're trying, just because, like Jess, if I say, "Oh, Jess, how come you didn't buy a new car yet?" Like, it ain't none of my business. If you're driving what nope. you want to drive, I don't know your financial situation, but I might just want just to have a new car. Like, because I love you, I care about you, I want to make sure that you're safe or whatever. It might be pure, but I could, what if you have been trying and, you know, for whatever reason, you haven't been able to get a new car? You know, I'm just using a silly example, but right. it, you, you, that's actually really interesting that it, it's, it goes deeper than just intentions. It's, sis, is this your business? Exactly, exactly. And so because I was like, but my intentions were good. Like I was really trying to help out. So I was giving you the information because I wanted to help you. I feel like you would do the same thing for me. My therapist was like, it doesn't matter. Your intentions could have been there. However, it's not your business. It's not your business at all. (laughs) And Maya, when you when you said, um, what was your quote? Um, it's about how people make you feel. Oh, and I yes, feel yes, what you yes. Said. Yeah, I have made mistakes before, and you know, spoke out of turn or said things that I shouldn't have said, even though I wasn't trying to be malicious. I realized, you know, how you go back, you like, dang, I wish I didn't say that. Yes. Or, yeah, and you like, dang, I wish I could take that back. But then you also, on the flip side, I say like, I don't want to say it to the person because I don't want to remind them what I said. First of all, yeah. I don't want to hurt them again. But then I try to think to myself, well, overall, how did I make that person feel in that conversation? Was it, you know, and you never really know if that person got stuck on that one comment you said because it hurt them yeah. or if, um, you know, or if they just kind of felt like, oh, okay, at the end of the day, um, you know, I walked away with a woman fuzzy feeling after talking to Celeste. So they might not even have really caught what I might have said that I didn't mean to say. So that's it, you know, it is important to leave that impression of love, of compassion, of whatever, um, with someone. I think for me, um, life, I feel like before life really lifed me that I <laughs> probably Which happens judged. around 30. That's around right. 30. <laughs> right. I, I don't know if that happened around 30 or before 30. <laughs> Listen, I probably two things that I've learned, like I've probably judged people that I absolutely should not have um I feel like I'm so like much more understanding now like since I've lifed I'm like bruh like oh I understand why you did that sis I understand that bruh like oh okay I got it now before I was stuck in this bubble of only my my small realm of perspective but now that life has lifed me like, oh, I get it, right? And so it's like, shoot, some advice that I probably gave in the past, I would no longer give that anymore because now I've experienced maybe something that you've experienced and it's like, oh yeah, I probably would do that same thing. Right, once you, that life is, it's all about experiences. And that's why exactly. like when you're giving, when you're giving 
um, you know, feedback or recommendations to people. It's only based on your life and your experiences yes, and yep. your realm. So how can, I can't really, you know, give you advice on a certain thing when I haven't experienced it myself. Yes. And, 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 and even if you have experienced it, you haven't experienced it the way that that other person has experienced it. You're yeah. not in their shoes. You you do not have their genetic makeup. So even if you've gone through the same thing, it's still not the same. You will never have that same experience. And that's a good thing to, to note because I feel like, you know, in certain situations that I go through, like say I could talk to five different people, like who I trust, who I feel like have my good intentions, good intentions at heart. And all of their advice may be different, right? Yep. And because they've all experienced it differently and they all like, no, you know, you should really listen because I, and, and I've now learned how to take things with a grain of salt because before I'm like, okay, I, I trust this person. Maybe I should move this way. But now I just listen to some people sometimes and just laugh like, you don't even understand. <laughs> like you don't understand. So. But that's why I also have um, learned to not ask people, what should I do? Or what should I this or that? And the third, that part. Because first yes. of all, first of all, you're going to, like you said, you could get a multitude of opinions that might not even work for your situation, right? Like I might say, should I put Ronan in this daycare? And for some people, they're like, oh yeah, that, that works for them, but it might not work for me or it might not work for my finances or whatever the situation is. So I've learned to come internally, like keep it real tight and close knit, maybe not even to my parents or my in-laws or my siblings, maybe just in my household, like just between me and my husband make those decisions because not everybody is needs to be giving you their opinion because their life might not even be in alignment with your life, et cetera. So I've learned yeah. to not even ask for people's opinions. And that goes with the subtle offenses of once you tell somebody what you did and they said, mm, well, you better than me because pause. That's yes. a subtle offense because now <laughs> what you're telling me is, oh, what you did was dumb or I wouldn't have done that if I were you. And it's like, but you're not me. You don't understand why I made this, the decision. So saying, oh, you better than me, you, you, you're, you're masking an offense to make it sound like a compliment. No, it's not a compliment. It's an offense. Right. More importantly, I didn't ask your opinion and I don't need your validation. Like if I'm telling you this story, it's because I want to speak about what's going on with me, not because I need your validation. That is correct. Yeah. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> so and what's the what's your solution, Maya? Well, my solution is three words. <laughs> mind your business. But on a real level, like we said all the time, oh, people should mind their business or I'm minding my business. Like, no, like, no, for real, like for real, mind your business because you never know how you're making people feel with what you, what you're saying. So other than mind your business, I think the other solution is to be mindful of what you're saying to people. Yeah. And yeah. And, and, and even if your intentions are pure, like I said, I, I was going to joke with my friend saying like, girl, give you, give her a little, give her a little playmate, realizing that it is not my business, whether or not they are reproducing. I don't know any, I don't know their finances. I clearly didn't know any medical, you know, potential medical situations that she had going on. And there I was about to step out a lot, about to speak out of turn and could have that. I mean, I have not experienced that myself and I can only 
imagine how devastating and horrible that must feel to go through right. a miscarriage. So I would never want to hurt my friend like that. So I'm like, <laughs> that really taught me a lesson. Like, don't just keep, keep it, keep it real low. <laughs> <Please tell. laughs> All right, y'all. So now, um, we're going to go into our next segment. Now it is time for Ask PNP. If you would like to ask us a question to be featured on the podcast, you can send us an email to pretty, the letter N, purpose, duh, at gmail.com. You can slide in our DMs on Instagram, pretty, underscore, the letter N, underscore, purpose, duh. And we are Pretty and Purpose Podcast on Facebook. And if you want pretty and purpose apparel, just let us know. Yeah, hit us up in our PM. <laughs> <laughs> we got you. We got someone deck. Yeah. All right. So here's my question. Like, and I really need an answer to this because we're still trying to figure out what in the world are y'all doing for Thanksgiving in the midst of COVID? Girl. <laughs> <laughs> because so, I so I went on a little trip with um Ronan over the past week. And let me tell you something. When I walked into that indoor water park. I said, oh, it's COVID central in here. Really? Oh my gosh. I was going to ask you how that went. Period. Okay. Now, fortunately, I do. Um, I don't know how the how the public is able to get tested. I'm not sure because I don't have to deal with that. But I am able to get tested through my, my side job um, because I have to get tested weekly. So I just went ahead and scheduled my little test and it came back negative today. Woohoo, no COVID. Okay. Um, <laughs> So to answer your question, Maya, my plan is to get tested before. I, I spend time with my family every weekend anyway, and we don't have a large extended family. So for me, it probably isn't necessary, but I do plan on um, probably getting tested before and after, um, especially if we have any out, you know, like extended family come around that I haven't been around already because, um, you know, just to be on the safe side. So I'm just going to get swabby swabbed. Swabby swapped. <laughs> so for me, I usually spend uh, Thanksgiving with my dad and his family, which it's only one, two, three, four, five, like five of us who come to dinner anyway. So it's not like a mass crowd and we can separate. The house is big enough. But and my dad gets tested often and his wife, I believe she's working from home. I work from home. So yeah, most that's what someone I um was talking to. They were like, you know, the people I'm around are responsible individuals. They're primarily at home. And when they do go out, they're not like, I don't need this mask. They wear their mask and they're responsible. So the likelihood is is even lower. Um, but also like when I was a little nervous this weekend, I wore my mask at my parents' house and they were like, What's wrong? What's wrong with you? But they was like, What's your own you think we got COVID? And I was like, No, actually, I'm concerned that I might <laughs> I'm actually protecting you. Right. So um, you know, I just, you know, wear my mask if if I'm a little concerned or just and just try to stay around people, other like-minded people who are responsible and you know, just yeah, don't do too much. Because I know that, you know, this is a way that they're saying that it's spreading more during family gatherings and things like that and just considering my grandparents like first my mom was like oh we should do it outside in a tent so we can all freeze and have like a fire pit or something oh, we just don't freeze yeah. and then her other option was oh well we can still do it at your house let's just 
open all the windows. And I'm just like, my, like one, I don't think that we will extend it to extended family, you know, right. it would kind of still just be like the, the, the main folks, but um, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's it is. Tough. And it's, this is like life decisions because like we have been in quarantine since March. Like most people have not really been able to interact with their loved ones since March. Thanksgiving, like the holidays, that's such a hard time because it's the one time a year for some people that they actually get to be around their loved ones. Yeah, now you're telling me I can't even do that. And I've been in the house since March. Like, bruh, you asking for a lot. But we do have to be mindful that it is a pandemic and it is flu season. And, you yeah. know, like it is a lot to consider. So if we all want to be here for next Thanksgiving, we do have to be mindful and, and you know, just take the right precautions. Or everybody get tested before dinner, and then that's what my mother said. Yes, <laughs> maybe I'll put everybody at ease. Yeah, I think that's a good. That's like I said. That's what I plan on doing, and I'm actually the guinea pig, I guess, for the family. So they figure since I get tested so frequently, I mean, if I have it, then I, then they might. But if I'm negative, then they feel like, oh, I'm negative too, because Celeste got tested. Girl. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it doesn't work that way, because even if you have it, that doesn't mean that they're going to get it. Right. But they just assume like if she's negative, then they must not have it because I would have got it from whatever. From them. Yeah, I got it. (laughs) Not a good theory to live by. I'm not. (laughs) But um, I do think, you know, to answer your question, Maya, that's a good consideration to get tested before um, before the holiday. Or everybody get family masks. Go ahead and order the Shipley Tyler mask <laughs> and then everybody put their mask on y'all social social distance in the house yeah <laughs> yeah it'll, it'll work out so um if any of our listeners have any good Thanksgiving ideas uh put it in the comments once we post this episode <laughs> yeah. all right so I think that's all that we have for today until next time folks thanks for your posse